You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and journey with me in the relentless pursuit of what you need most in life. I'm an international public speaker, entrepreneur, and I'm here to tell you today in ep- uh, episode 126. Uh, 126, uh, we're talking about interviewing and asking questions. And this comes because uh, I was recently helping a friend start a new podcast for the company she was working with. And we're talking about technical stuff. And the technical stuff um, is kind of complicated and I might go through it eventually, but it's kind of boring, honestly. Um, and it varies from person to person and, and like what you're and what, what you're using. Um, but after we got through the technical stuff, she asked me, was like, well... Do you have any tips on interviewing? And I was like, wait, um, oh boy, let me think of things right now off the cuff. And I, and I tried, I gave some off the cuff interview advice, but I didn't really have any time to think about it. Um, so what I've done here now is I promised her, I said, okay, I'm going to record a podcast. Even if you're the only person that listens to it, um, you're, I'm going to record this podcast and then, uh, you'll have this, my in-depth thoughts, um, and, and kind of pulling back how I've interviewed over the last few years and how to do it really well. And when I say interviewed, I just want to make it clear, not interviewing for a job. I mean actually interviewing others, interviewing guests, asking questions. And the thing is that this isn't just, this isn't a skill of being a host. This is a skill of relating to people, listening to them, and asking good questions. This is useful. I mean, I use it constantly in sales, um, in any kind of management position, in any kind of content creation, or honestly any job involving others because you need to ask others questions and you need to listen to them and you need to relate to them. And I learned interviewing, honestly, just from falling flat on my face in sales. I remember going in this one this one, this one job, this one uh, uh, potential client in particular, and he asked, he asked the question. I just fell flat on my face. I'm like, um, well, this. And then I was like, try to ask him a question. And it was just a bad, it was a bad match. And obviously, he wasn't a good fit anyway for the marketing product that I was uh, offering at the time. And so I kind of like took that as an L and be like, okay, let's learn. Let's learn how to do this. Um, and so today, what we're going to go over is we're going to go over relating to the person that you're asking questions to. You're going to we're going to go over effective listening techniques to them. And listening techniques, by the way, it's different when you're actually interviewing someone for a show, a podcast, uh, or for any kind of position where you're asking questions than normal listening techniques. It's a different kind of uh, skill when it comes to listening. Um, and then finally, after that, we're going to go into question creation, how to ask good questions when you're interviewing someone on your podcast show for job, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say that every single time. Just, 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 you know, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to repeat myself over and over again. Um, and so the first thing I want to go into relatability because that's the easiest one to really do. And it's the simplest mistakes I see people making. I remember I was on this podcast with someone that I kind of know. Uh, I know him, you know, just through work and, you know, some work I've done through mutual connections. I wouldn't say we're friends, but we know each other. And I get on his podcast and he's like, okay, so my camera's over here to the side. So I'm going to be looking at that. And I'm like, what? And so for over an hour, we're talking, and he's looking over, he's looking at a 90 degree angle away from me. And it was just, it, it felt like I was talking to a brick wall. I'm like, at that point, just turn off the video. 
like just do an audio because I've done audio podcasts before. I hate doing them because it's really hard to actually establish a meaningful connection. Which is, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name the podcast. I'm not gonna name the podcast that that would just be mean. But um, uh, they're kind of known for not having a meaningful connection uh, with their audience because they just pump out content. Um, so it's it's really unfortunate that some people do that. I really really hate that technique. Um, what I do. Is I have my when I do I, I use Zoom uh for my for my podcast interviews I used to use Skype but Zoom just has better recording features I put up my webcam almost right right next to their face on my screen so it's partially blocking my screen but it's right next to their face so when I'm looking at them I'm looking into their eyes so I'm able to see their face their facial expressions their body language. But also, they're able. It's it's almost it's the closest I could possibly get to actually having a face to face conversation. Um, and obviously, if you're doing interviews face to face, look at them, not the camera. I mean, alternate, obviously. Um, but they're they're the ones that you're there to talk to. The ca- not the camera. You're not talking to the camera. You're talking to them. Um, you're not acting. If you're acting and you're filming a show, then obviously, you know, you have to like cheat the camera and things like that. It says in a show, this is, it's a, it's, it's an interview. And so there's no, you don't have to cheat the camera or anything like that. If you've done any kind of acting, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so, right. So establish, and then, and then, right. Prioritize them over the content. Like I was saying, is that they're more important than the content. Um, if, and if you treat them like that, the content will be great. If you prioritize the content over them, then all of a sudden you'll notice that they'll start to care less and less. They'll start to get more distracted over time. They'll start to just not really care so much about their answers anymore. If if a, if a guest senses, especially if you don't know them well, especially if you don't know them at all. I've done a lot of cold interviews with people that I don't know. Um, and I've been interviewed by, well, most of the people that have interviewed me, I don't know at all. And the best ones are the ones that establish a meaningful connection that make sure that they that I know that they are interested in what I have to say, uh, and they're prioritizing my interview, my our conversation, over like some you know vague content goal, right? Getting the right sound bite, getting the right thing, because they know that it sounds artificial. And if it sounds artificial, then that destroys the entire uh, point of the interview. Um, like, oh boy, the worst, and that's why, like, uh, the worst thing uh, when it comes to interviews, the worst interviews I've ever had were all for TV. Um, I've had probably two or three good reporters that actually did meaningful interviews, that actually cared about me and the subject, that they really wanted to get the best interview possible uh, because they genuinely care about the subject. Um, but m- my experience with most uh, TV uh, shows uh, or, like, you know, news programs is that they're just trying to get sound bites. They're, they're, they talk to you for a minute and they move on and they'll never remember who you are, um, which is really unfortunate. Um, and that's why I hate doing TV. And I would choose to go on someone's YouTube show or podcast a hundred times more than I would go on on a, a TV show. Um, it's it's just it's most of the time it it ends up being absolutely meaningless because uh, you have thirty seconds to say a sound bite, and it's it's really stupid. Um, Unless, of course, you're doing something like 60 Minutes or, you know, something in-depth, in- investigative reporting, something like that. Like, of course, I'd love to do that, right? Um, that's where you get a really good interview. Um, and with first content, like I said, so kind of going on the lines of that, 
is that your first contact is so important. Establishing a connection, showing things that you have in common, right? All the all the all the things that you do, like for dating or for making friends, or you know, for when you meet someone for the first time, you need to also put into practice when you're trying to interview someone, when you're trying to get the most out of someone. Because if they care about you and your show and what you're trying to do, then they're going to deliver because they have a dog in the fight. They care. And if someone cares about what you're trying to do and what you're trying to say, the, the interview oh, it will be so much better. Um, and trust me, I I know this from interviewing people, and I know this from being interviewed. Um, there's been shows where I just it's a generic entrepreneurial podcast, and I got on because I'm like, yeah, sure, why not, you know? Um, and it just it's just a generic. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just saying the same things I say over and over again. That's foreshadowing, by the way. Um, and so that's really like when it comes to relatability. Is the first thing you want to do is relate yourself to them as a human who wants to listen to them, who wants to understand them. And speaking of listening, uh, that's the next thing is that when you are having an interview, you should have an outline. And we'll get into that when it comes to questions. But... Think about listening. What many people do is they'll have their outline, they'll ask a question, they'll get an answer, and they'll move on to the next question. Um, or they'll like mention something, they'll say something, they'll have a little comment, and they'll just move on to the next question. No. Um, the thing is that the outline is really only there to fill time. If you don't finish your outline, that means you had a great guest who was really interesting. Or they ramble a lot and they're terrible, which is very, I mean, I, I see that just like, I've seen that a couple times, right? It's, 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 it's much more, it's much more rare than having a genuinely good conversation to where you, your outline actually runs out. Um, and so if, if, if just talk until the topic is exhausted, because if, if you both are interested in the conversation, people are going to be interested in hearing it, um, much more than you just feel checking off your boxes of things that you that you wrote questions you wrote that you want to use because you wrote them that's a little selfish right you're not there for you you're there for them um and your audience so only look at your outline so you should have your outline up and then you're talking and talking and talking and then once the conversation kind of dwindles once that once that way ends then you go back to your outline and say okay so what about this right um and you know the best way so a lot of people will be like well how do i continue the conversation if i don't know them right having conversations with people you don't know can be really difficult um the best way the best method to actually use is repeating back to them the most interesting part of what they said during the time they were talking and then dive deeper right um or conversely just the last thing they said the problem is with the last thing they said is that that can be very shallow and you can it can be hard to ask a question about. Um, but if while they're talking, in your mind or or, or notating, right, have the, the most interesting thing that they've said, right? Say, oh, that's, that could be interesting. We could, we could talk about that. Oh, that's interesting. We could dive deeper on that. And then in that moment, and that's where the skill comes from. That's where, like, the quickness on your feet comes from is that you choose, okay, they said this about, like, climbing mountains, right? Say, okay, let's talk about that more. Right. And go. So when you're climbing mountains, what's going through your head? Like, what's your goal? Why do you do that? Right. Um, and that's a very generic you know, question about climbing mountains, because I just made that up off the top of my head uh, because I did not I did not have that in my outline. But um, a little insight into post -produ pre production, pre production, pre-production, uh, pre-production. 
of this podcast. But uh, so that's so that's uh, so that's the best technique I have for actually continue the conversation. And honestly, that goes for any conversation, anything you're talking about. Pick the most important thing, the most interesting thing they said, and then repeat it back to them. And then ask a question to dive deeper about that. What you're going to see, and and I'm going to say this, I'm going to try not to say this too much, but it's going to be a running theme, is dive deeper. Uh, no one really likes a shallow interview. Shallow interviews are for, you know, morning TV, uh, where they ask some basic questions and then they move on. Um, if you really want to have a good interview, a good like hour long interview, then you're going to need to dive deeper and ask some tough questions. You're going to need to dive into the psyche of what was going on behind a certain situation. You need to dive into the goals, the fears, the struggles, the hopes and dreams behind what they're talking about is that. I mean, I had so, and for example, if you think you can't do this, I had a four hour long doctor's appointment and all she was doing was diving deeper into things that I said for four hours, things that I never even thought about once. It's like, wait, what about this? Well, how does that make, well, what is that coming from? Well, where does that, and just continuously just, just digging and digging and digging and digging until I thought we got to the core of the earth and she kept on digging. Uh, so it's possible. Like it's possible. It's very and it's and it's not that hard once you develop that skill of noticing something, saying that's interesting, and then saving it, wait till they're not talking, and then saying, Okay, you said this, and I wanted to ping back on that really quickly. What do you mean by that? What were you feeling in that certain situation? That must be terrifying, or that must have been feeling great. Did that feeling stay? Did that feeling dwindle? Did it change? Um what you're going to get when it comes to good conversations is if you're listening for things that involve emotion. Once you get into something that involves emotion or something that maybe something interesting that they said that didn't uh, that they didn't mention the emotion. So if they say something like uh, a common thing will be like starting a company or when I interview, if you look back on the interviews that I've done, uh, they're usually public speakers. And so, you know, I'll talk about the first speech they ever had. And diving into the emotion, I was like, okay, well, maybe you didn't say how you felt during that first speech. How did you feel? Because that's something that elicits a strong emotion. Or if they say something like, oh, yeah, I felt really good at this point, say, okay, let's dive deeper into that emotion. Let's feel that. Um, as the interviewer, you're in control. And so you get to ask those hard-hitting questions. And if they're not comfortable, then they get to say, you know, I don't really talk, want to talk about it. Cool. You cut that out of the interview. <laughs> it's that easy like it's just that it's that easy uh, and then you just move on right and so obviously you don't push people in that situation uh you don't you're not trying you're not interrogating them um this is for content this is for entertainment and information um and that's another thing is that pure information is boring entertainment and information is the best thing in the entire world um yeah, and just to piggyback off that, let them talk. You're not the star they are. Most of the time, especially if you have a small podcast, people are coming in to listen because of them, not you. So the people coming in don't care about you. They care about the person that's talking. So your job is to make them care about you through being respectful, through letting them talk, through letting them, through letting the listener enjoy the podcast so that way they listen to more. Um, I get all the time, especially, well, one of my friends actually, he'll be listening to podcasts and I will just come on an autoplay and I'll just listen to it. Cause he's like, Oh, this, and I'll just, it'll just autoplay. It'll just autoplay through my podcasts. <laughs> um, so like things like that, right. Like, that's a very real, like very, uh, technical, um, way to market your podcast is that, you know, if things are autoplaying and they're listening to one and it goes to the next one, 
if you're interesting enough, they'll let it go to the next one and see what the next one is like. Um, so, and that's of course where call actions come in. That's where having an interesting opening comes in. Uh, all that kind of stuff that I've talked about in the past. Now that you can just search for um, under, I think you just search the keyword podcast on there on anchor.fm slash, I think it's slash Luke Maxwell. It's a uh, cwcpodcast.com. That's, that's the current URL. I'm working on getting things up. So listen, right? Is that if you, if you listen to them and then use that listening and have a good response, they'll be blown away because like myself, any person you're interviewing, um, if they, I mean, if, if you're actually interviewing people of, of, of noteworthy, uh, noteworthy people, yeah, that's right. Right. Uh, I was going to say people of worth. I'm like, well, that's wrong. I'm like, no, noteworthy people. That's what I meant to say. Uh, they, they've been interviewed before and they've had bad interviews before. And so if you surprise them, um, you will be remembered by them. And that's the great thing about being a good, about having uh, a good interview is that it's very easy. If you, if you just practice and you spend some time with it and you genuinely care about them, it's very easy to stick in their mind and have them remember you. And now what you've been waiting for, how to formulate questions. You know, the easiest way to actually ask a question is listen to other interviews they've had. And then immediately you know what they've been asked and what they haven't been. Um, if you if you're listening to an interview they've had and they've said something interesting and you want to know more about it, but the interviewer moves on, boom, you've won. You immediately just won because you can bring that up and you can say, "Hey, in so and so's interview, you mentioned this, but I was actually wondering um, how did this?" And then and then you get to ask the question you were wondering about. It writes itself. It's e- like, that's the easiest way to ask questions, um, of course, right? And you get to show up the other interviewer, you get to put yourself above them, and you get to name drop and show that you've done the research. Um, I always, whenever it comes to research interviews, I think what, what most people think of is the show Hot Ones on YouTube. Uh, who, who's known? Like the interviewer's known for, he does half of the research. It's him and his, I think his brother. They do all the research, so he knows so much about this person and he pulls up stuff from their childhood and then he's constantly the question is constantly asked is how did you know that where did you see that i can't believe you found that out like and that just shows how much he actually cares about the interview and that sets him apart and that's why they have a thriving um interview show on youtube well that and the and the hot wings <laughs> of course but it gives you such an advantage in the field, and it, it shows the listener that you that you um, care about the interview too. Like it just it's all around really easy way to ask questions and a really good method of getting the listener and the interviewee to care about your show and show that you and show that you care about them. Um, the other thing is that be specific, be and this is the best way and the best way to actually just form it bring questions out of the air. So if you're just wondering this thing, like, oh, I wonder how they did this. Um, instead of asking, what's your favorite memory, right? So that's something a morning show TV host would ask. Instead, you can say, what's a time you felt most accomplished in the beginning stages of your career? Like, what was that moment like? Dive into that. Tell me about that moment, right? Boom. All of a sudden, you took it from a general thing where they go, I don't know, to a specific moment where most people go, yeah, it's this. I know exactly what you're talking about. If you can ask yourself, and here's the thing, right? Ask yourself this question. 
Ask yourself the questions that you're about to ask them. If you're bored by them, then that's a sign that they're going to be bored too. And so if you ask yourself, you know, what's your favorite memory? You're like, I don't know, this, right? Uh. But you said, what's the time you felt most accomplished in the beginning stage of your career? Whoa, um, yeah, I was actually on, on the stage. It was the, first, it was the first talk I gave. And then all of a sudden, it brings up all these memories, all these emotions. And then all, and then all of this creates a really great story. Even if they're a bad storyteller, is that you brought up so much emotion and memory that it can't help but be interesting. Boom. You just won. Right? See, and this is the thing is that all these things, right? Is that as long if you pay attention and you just do it and, and you're just careful about how uh, and careful about the questions you ask, then you immediately win. And it's and and it's very simple. It just means that you put it just takes a little bit of thought and time and care, right? Um, the other thing is 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 a smaller thing, but it annoys me um, a lot on different shows is transitioning from question to question. Is that the best way? The easiest way is 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 the public speaking device of 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 a transition. It's a it's a review and a preview. So you so it's a review of saying, okay, you said this, and now we're going to say this. Boom. In its essence, what it is, of course, make it more polished. Of course, you know, it, it could be more smooth. But it is, in its essence, you say, wow, it's so interesting that you just told us about the beginning stages of your career. But now I actually, I'm curious about, you know, now. What's going, you know, on what's going on now? What challenges are you facing now? Boom, transition, easy, done. <laughs> I just gave it to you for free. <laughs> That's how you transition. Um, and the final thing uh, that I really want to talk about is genuinely wanting to know the answer. I want you to get to know the person so well that you want to know more about them, that you care about them. And that's something that can't be faked. It's something that you can't just tell yourself that you're going to care, that you can't just pretend to care. If you look into the camera and you look like you're looking at them, that doesn't mean you care. It means you're looking like you care. If you genuinely care, uh, first of all, some of this stuff will come naturally. Because you'll want to ask better questions. You'll want to find out more about them. Um, but something I always do um, when I'm making cold calls, and this is something I learned from making cold calls, which was what my first sale, real sales job was just cold calling. And well, I mean, amongst other things, but that was a huge part of it. I would always bring up, if I could find it, the person's LinkedIn profile I was calling, I look at their picture, I look at who they are. And I call them and I pretend like I'm their best friend. And I ingrain into my mind that I'm so excited to talk to them. And if you do that, if you get to know the person, if you genuinely form a connection with them, even if you don't know them yet, right? Um, that, one, number one, helps with actually getting them on your show, right? Because that's a huge barrier to break. Um, but it also um, it also really helps in the actual interview process of caring about them, of wanting to know more, of not thinking about, you know, the content and all that kind of stuff. It's thinking about the person and thinking about the questions that you want to know. Um, and that makes things just so much more interesting. And of course, you can't just talk about things that only you, like it's very specific niche, unless it is your niche, right? If you want, if you're trying to talk about basketball and you bring on someone who is interested in basketball, then yeah, you're not going to really talk about all the other stuff. You're going to talk mainly about their interest in basketball, right? Um, but if, if it is an, you know, an interview podcast like I do, um, that's more about, you know, communicating with confidence, which is, which is, which can be broad, as broad as I want it to be. Because 
basically everything is related to, to communication and confidence. Um, because of that, you know, I can I can ask a wider range of questions and I can really hone in on different parts of their life, on different areas of questions, on different types of questions. Um, and don't be afraid to have the conversation. Don't be afraid to sit back and chill and just talk with them. Um, that's something that's always interesting as well, just having that conversation when it feels like it. Uh, but remember, you're in control. Uh, remember, you're you you're the one who's leading and you can't rely on them to lead you anywhere. They're listening to you because a good guest. So as a guest, you can put yourself in their eyes and say, as a guest, what do what are they wondering right now? Right. Is that they're wondering, well, OK, do, do they want me to go here? Do they want me to do this? Do they want me to say this? And if you have that conversation, you lead them places, then all of a sudden they don't need to worry. Um, because if they're worrying about what you're about to do next, then you're losing and you really, and you really, and it's, and, and that's, and that's a quick way to get a guest that's get uninterested, gets a little like confused about what you're talking about and why they're even there. And the final thing I want to say is to practice, um, practice on anybody, like get anybody for your podcast. If you listen to the first interviews I did, a lot of them are people I know. Or very, like, a lot of smaller influencers, public speakers I found. I was trying to get only public speakers, really. Um, so I basically just looked the hashtag public speakers, found some people that I liked, talked to them to, to get to see if I if I actually liked them. And then I asked a, a few of them to be on the podcast. And then I practiced. You know? <laughs> You're not losing anything. <laughs> and so they had less, they had, you know, um, I was just talking to my friend about, you know, ranking uh, levels of, of influencers. And um, since I had more influence than them, um, it was a really easy sell because I'm like, hey, I, I can expose you to more, to more followers. Uh, I can expose you to more people. And, um, and you get to be interviewed, which many people have never been interviewed. And so if you offer someone who's never been interviewed a, a chance to be interviewed, that's a, re- that's a really cool feeling. Um, especially someone who's trying to get out there, who's trying to start a business or trying to be a public speaker, you know, all that kind of different stuff. Um, it's a really cool feeling. And so you get to give them that. Um, so what you give them is that experience, that opportunity, and what you get is practice and some content. So it's a fair trade, you know, um, you're doing something for them. They're doing something for you. That's what this is all about. And I just want you to remember, um, when you're formulating questions, when you're asking them, is that questions have a lot of power. They have the power to reveal. They have the power uh, to hide. Uh, they they have they have the power to basically do anything to expose to relate to separate, and so when question when you're asking the questions and when you're practicing and when you're formulating your outlines, uh, with the different questions you have, think about the emotion they'll elicit. Think about the memories, uh, the person will have as a response to those questions. Think about what is happening when that question is made public. When that question is formulated, what's happening? And if you think along those lines, you're going to be amazing at asking questions. It just takes a little time, a little practice, and just the faintest bit of, of determination. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Communicate with Confidence podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke Maxwell. You can find the show notes and more at cwcpodcast.com. I'm working on getting my uh, website back up. Uh, there's just a changeover host, things like that. Not fun stuff. So hopefully um, by next episode, I should have the website completely up 
completely redone, super cool, super awesome, uh, with more stuff for you all. Um, listen to my other episodes. I had some really, I had some really good episodes in the past. I had one about quarantine. Um, I've had some interviews. You can actually search. Um, if you just, if you just look through, oh, that's what it is. So if you want to listen to an interview, a really easy, good interview, um, then listen to 120 coaching sales around the world with Jamie, uh, with Jim Jaime Hernandez. Um, he's an amazing person. He's a personal, uh, I would, I would use the word hero mentor to me. Uh, amazing person, great on podcasts. And so that's a really easy interview uh, for you to listen to to get the idea of what a good interview sounds like, what a good interview we sounds like. I'll definitely say that he's excellent and he definitely uh, carried <laughs> because he's he's uh, he has what fifty years of experience on me. I would say. Uh, and so yeah, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of uh, interviews I have in the past. Uh, wow, like one fifteen through one twenty, they're almost all interviews. Um, so you definitely look in, look into those. Um, Bill York's also was, oh, wow. I was, oh, wow. I, I want to re-listen to all of these. These are really interesting. Um, and then one twelve, four steps to relieve anxiety. And I will say this. Okay. I'll say this, uh, episode one twelve, four steps to relieve anxiety with Erica Arvanitis. That was her first interview ever. And she has clinical anxiety and she wrote down all her answers. She wanted questions beforehand. So I sent her all the questions beforehand. She wrote verbatim down her answers and she said afterwards, and then I got it. My goal was to get her off the, off the written answers was to simply get her into the conversation and to relax her, to make her comfortable, to make, to show her that she was loved in that moment. Right. And it, and it, and it worked. Is that afterwards she started getting off uh, her notes? She we started having a conversation, um, and and afterwards she told me that she enjoyed that she, that she was that she was relaxed that she had so much little anxiety that she um, that she thought she would have and that she really enjoyed the experience. So that's a really good um, episode for looking at to see what a guest with clinical anxiety <laughs> who's never been interviewed before um, with the right techniques what that kind of thing can look like. And this was, by the way, this is a republish from my old podcast. This was years ago I was doing this. And so um, you're never too young. You never have too little experience to have a really good interview. Um, I forgot about this. Wow. I'm looking back on my episodes right now. There's a lot of bangers in here. There's a lot of really good ones. Uh, <laughs> way, to, way to self-congratulate myself. <laughs> I, believe, I believe I believe in self-congratulating. Um, it's good. It's a healthy thing as long as you don't go overboard on it. But anyway... <laughs> Thank you for listening. Give us a five stars. Uh, that's the best way to support this podcast and every podcast you listen to. Do we love and remember to always stay on the positive side of things.